0: Welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the show dedicated to stories told through the medium of sound, showcasing the diversity and vitality of modern audio theater. Here, hear news, reviews, discussion, and of course stories, always focusing on stories. I am your host, Fred. That great theme music is by Roger Gregg of Crazy Dog Audio Theater. Um, today we are entering week five, um, the second to last installment of Ruby 5. Um, this is the tale of how our galactic gumshoe went about investigating the wacky land of Zoots, trying to figure out why the Ark- awakening archipelagos have transformed their islands into a wacky world. a world of Bubblesvilles and Terminator Teddies and Feather Formulas and more Angel Eyes. All these interesting characters concocted by the mind of Tom Lopez, the globe-trotting adventurer, and Ruby, of uh, the galactic gumshoe, has lived on and lived on um, not least of which is because of the music tim clark's wonderful space music a lot of those are now being released as music only installments if you go to zbs.org you can hear the music from many of tom lopez's productions uh, pulled away from the production and uh, remastered tweaked and it's good stuff Um, you could also have many many more rubies as of course this is the fifth ruby but there are eight and there are going to be nine as of this summer so Uh, Yeah, if you uh, have liked this interesting trip we've been on the last few weeks, do check out Tom Lopez's work at zbs.org, zbs.org, and uh, we will have... A great interview. I went to visit Tom Lopez the first week of uh, April or early April, somewhere around then. And uh, we talked for over an hour and we cut it down to a bit less than an hour interview about um, his life and times. And he has done some really, really remarkable things in his life um, and and pushed the audio drama forward in so many ways. Um, It's a huge pleasure to have met him in person and get to spend some quality time. And we'll have a product of that uh, coming up for you Next week, Um, first up, we do have uh, the next installment of The Cleansed. Um, If you are following the full downloads, we now have a third full download available, episode three, up at thecleansed.com. If you're following the podcast, it's just one more podcast uh, installment. Uh, This is going to be chapter nine. Um, We have some vengeance from the dwellers, the dwellers who are angry at the people of the refuge for having harbored John Prophet, or at least that's what uh, the dwellers' point of view is is, um, as we find out, that has some repercussions here in chapter nine. Final Room Productions presents the cleansed Season one, chapter nine.
1: Tell you what happened, just after we left.
0: Yeah, I heard about it plenty.
1: I, we, such a stupid
0: thing. People do stupid things. People. People are cruel, Maria. If I've learned anything, it's that people are cruel. Our people too.
1: They came
2: that night.
0: Th- this is David's part of the story. Yeah. He could have done worse. He could have done a lot worse
2: Later they told me that it was almost like in medieval days The castle being attacked by marauders I could see that Those dwellers They were fierce They came in the night with all the fire of right behind them At least so they thought
3: I think I think they're headed towards us What kind of idiots are they? Walking right toward us across the plain, we've got long-range rifles and 500 feet of field in front of us. Surely they know we've posted a guard. They made no mystery about their plans, right? Punish us. It just doesn't make sense. Oh. What? I lost them. What? They were approaching. They were. They were approaching the next rise. Now, nothing. No one there. Well, they couldn't have gone. That's what I'm worried about. That's it. From the north side. Everyone, calm down. Come on, people. We're better than this. David, Jonas, what's the the fields? They're burning! But they wouldn't! They'll kill us! Yes, David! Damn it, get fired! Okay, we need. Do you have the hoses out? We don't have any power. It's too early. Not the pumps, the water tower. But if we run out of that water, but David. If we don't save that food, we're done for, too.
4: Come on! Damn you! David, I knew this would happen! It's not the time. Our people will starve,
0: all on a stranger's
4: account. Will you help me or stand in my way? What can I do? Get the hoses rolled out, look the
3: holes, get enough people to run a chain of buckets in case that doesn't work. Okay. I'm glad we filled this up. Good use of the extra power. Come on, take that hose in. Follow me. Yep. Okay, pass that hose. Yes, sir. Okay. There we go. No good, David. It's leaking. We can still do it. Too fast. It'll never get to the fire. You want to waste that kind of water? Damn it. Buckets, it is. Buckets? David, look at that. Jonas, for God's sake, help us do this. The water. What the hell? Get back down. Life One, two, three, go.
5: One, two, three, go. Jordan's so so The good. Open the gate. Okay, next way. Here we go. One, two, three, go. One, two, three, go! One, two, three! Oh my, my God. God! Where's
4: oh our God. cover? Cover! We have a fight!
5: Watch out! Fire! Fire. It's the field lost. Jonas, it's all lost. It's all lost.
3: Look at it.
1: Nearly dry. One hell of a drought, huh? It gets deeper downstream. It should still be running. Are we really headed that far?
0: Where did you think we were going? Well, the dwellers are that way. We're not supposed to go there. It's part of the truce. Believe me. The truce is done for.
1: Why, John?
0: Forget it. Let's keep going. Look, why don't you answer her question? We don't have time to... to... John! John! Lay off me!
1: You're not well, John. Oh, Look at his shirt. Quiet, kid. Your damn stomach, John, it's purple! Small
5: (laughs) infection. What's
1: happening, Maria? He's out the He's all white Whatever
0: caught him took him down We've got to go back for help Back? What else are we going to do, Maria? We're in the wilderness There have to be more people, right? Someone who can We're
1: out here alone, Maria Damn it, Luke You know what's going to happen if we go back
0: Look, He brought this on himself, not us
1: The rest of everything depends on this man Th- That's what
0: he wants us to think
1: Well, I believe him now If you want to go get help, go out there and get it. I'll stay here and I'll watch him.
0: Okay. Alright. Maria, don't go anywhere. I won't, Luke. Okay. I'll be back in a bit.
5: You want to hear about the day that everything changed pretty big time for me? Yeah, sure, why not? I'm an open book. That was the night the power came back on. The night of the big party. I didn't party. It was quiet in my apartment, but I heard them reveling out in the streets until light crept through the window. Lots of people slept late that day, but not me. I was sore, sore as I ever was, but I took my sledge and I walked down to the slag crew. I did it because that's what I wanted to do. I really did. I was happy, playing by their rules. I was happy to go along with things and keep my nose clean. I was fine with everything until, until they did what they did. That, that's when it changed.
0: What happened? They found someone in the
3: slag. Someone? Girl. Pretty thing from town. She don't look so
5: pretty anymore. That's up on my ridge. Crap. I've
4: never seen this girl in my life. You can't accuse me. She was done in with a hammer just like yours and dumped in your slag. What do you think we'll believe? I didn't do it. What's going on here? Get your nose out of this. They're doing it, Lush. Like we always thought they would. Doing something to make an example out of us. Shut it!
5: (laughs) Don's my partner. We've been digging three years together. I've never seen him do anything like this.
4: Grab your hammer and find a new slag, Lush. There's no place for you here. He didn't do it. It's none of your business. Move on. I don't swing without him. You know the penalty for murder?
5: Hey, hey, hands off me. You want to press me, Lucian boy? Let him go. Sean on the rotten sons they are, Lucian. They can't do this. <laughs> no, uh. no, no. I told you to pick up your hammer, and you
4: damn well better. This man here committed a crime which we don't tolerate in this city. And you better never forget that. You get me, Loosh? Yeah. Then get moving. You still got a quota.
0: You're listening to a free podcast version of The Cleansed. To hear the rest of this episode in its entirety and uncut, visit www.thecleansed.com. You can purchase the entire director's cut for ninety nine. Also see a full cast and crew list, exclusive behind-the-scenes video, character sketches, and more. Again, that's www.thecleansed.com. Or catch us next week for another free installment. New episodes of The Cleansed will go up on this podcast for free each Friday from March through October 2012. Those are available at thecleansed.com, finalrune.com, and Revival.com. The Cleansed is a Final Rune production. Find more free audio stories at www.finalrune.com. That's f-i-n-a-l-r-u-n-e.com. And that was the cleansed. The for more of that show, um, episode art, story, behind the scenes, uh, previous episodes, and support the show. All at the cleansed.com. Um, more installments for that every week. From now through the end of October, then we'll be uh, working on season two. Uh, season two is already in the works. It's uh, Most of the season has been written. Uh, we're already thinking about our production season and uh, keeping on our toes. So um, I hope you're into this series because we're going to keep it uh, feeding to you. And um, other good stuff, uh, other good projects that we're working on behind the scenes here. Not too much we're ready to talk about just yet, but we'll keep the good audio coming to you. Um, next up is Tom Lopez, the Next up is Ruby 5 from Tom Lopez. This is week 5 of 6. Ruby 5.
3: Ruby 5.
4: Rudan Kapoor had been abducted by a ruthless gang of furry little robot teddy bears. When Ruby blasted their papa, Big Terminator Teddy, by the name of Palsy Walsy Panda, the little bears asked Kapoor to be their new papa. He said, well, maybe. And they, in their little fuzzy wuzzy logic, interpreted that as a yes. And snatched up Kapoor and ran off with him. Two days later, in broad daylight, they abducted Kapoor's mother. At that time, we didn't know the Kapors were being held in an old, crumbly castle on a tropical island in the Awakening Archipelago. But now you know, which is more than I knew, and if it weren't for the fact that I just read this, you wouldn't know that either. But who cares? Let's look in and see how the Kapoors are faring as we step into the mystery of Teddy Bear Island.
5: What <laughs> a... All right, mess you've gotten us into this time, Rodan. Take it with a long-needed and well-deserved vacation, Mother. Oh? And how do you like something that's long-needed and well-deserved, eh? Ow! Oh. <laughs> I guess I'll just have to grin and bear it. Ow! <laughs> oh! oh. <laughs> good morning, Papa and Mama Kapoor. Come closer. I'll give you a good morning. Shh, Mother. Uh, Teddy? Yes, Papa? When can we go home? You are home, Papa. This is not my home, you beastly little bear. Mother, be nice. These are Terminator teddy bears. I'll terminate their little bear bottoms. What shall we do today, Papa? Let's go see the Pirate's Cove. And you, Mama Kapoor? I'll just stay inside and brood, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Have a nice day. I can't bear this anymore. Oh hell, what's in the holly?
4: President Coonstar Bootsta of the awakening archipelago has announced an embargo of the islands due to a strange epidemic known as Zoots fever. The President oh, said man, lot, lot, lot. it looks like Nottis will be visiting the islands until a vaccine has been found. The quarantine, blah blah blah.
5: Quarantine ships stuck back on until Teddy the quarantine was that. survive
4: without supplies. The normally compassionate president Busta cheerfully replied,
1: "Let them eat their imaginations." Oh. When I
4: asked the president to elaborate upon her soundbite, she gestured to the owner of this network, who suddenly imposed a news blackout.
1: Once again, that
5: worthless son of mine has made my life unbearable. Did I just say that? Oh dear! I wish Old Doc were here so I could give him a good whack on his bare head. Bear head. Oh no, not again! I can't bear this! Bear this! Oh. You mean they're stealing off the islands? But that's not fair. No more imports, Papa. No more grand crackers? No more marshmallows? Are they trying to starve us out? Yes, Papa. This calls for action. Blow your bugle, Teddy. Call forth all the teddy bears in the land. Raise the Jolly Ragsir. We're going to run the blackade and save the day. I hope this isn't getting too silly.
6: It's too late now!
4: When we last left Rodark, he had discovered the Awakening Islands were under quarantine. Supply ships were being turned back. Kapoor called his troops of little robot teddy bears into action.
5: Blow your bugle, Teddy. Call forth all the teddy bears in the land. Raise the Jolly rider. We're going to run the blockade and save the day. No! I hope this isn't getting too silly. True, there's no turning back. Attack, attack! What are we attacking, Papa? Uh, any suggestions? One-Eyed Jack! Who's One-Eyed Jack? It's a cargo ship, Papa! Uh Aha! It's One-Eyed Jack! Attack, attack!
4: Terrorist teddy bears attacked an unarmed cargo ship today. Their leader, wearing a patch over one eye and a teddy bear suit with a long tail, was vicious and ruthless. We now go to Barbie Bazoom's in the Awakening Islands.
1: I have with me Captain Queasy of the hijacked One Eyed Jack.
3: We were set upon by 200 two foot teddy bears.
1: Did you fight with them bare handed?
3: No, no, they were bearing arms.
1: Being taken captive was that unbearable? No, no,
3: they, they tossed us out took off with the ship.
1: But how can brainless teddy bears fly a cargo ship? You
3: gotta bear in mind, these, these are no ordinary bears. I see. It was a frightening example of a shrewdly synchronized group bear mind. A what? Yeah, each little bear examined a different part of the ship's controls, figured out exactly how it works. As soon as one bear solves something, it's bingo. They all know it. I see. Together, the little bears took exactly 18 seconds to figure out how to fly my ship. Thank
1: you, and Queasy. You gotta believe me! And who is the brilliant mastermind behind these barbarous little bears? Let's examine the bear facts. Why did they hijack the supply ship One-Eyed Jack? Were they bearing a grudge? Or were they simply after bear essentials? How will this brazen act affect the bear market? Are we expected to simply grin and...
0: Ow!
5: Bimbo, anchors, androids, every one of them!
4: Yes, Kapoor and his little robots had committed their first act of high teddy bear treason, stealing a vessel belonging to the ubiquitous roboworks. They had several more successful excesses before the infamous Mr. Foo-Foo Man Choo-Choo stumbled on their little den.
3: Hello? Yeah, Foo here. What's that? You say the little robot runts we created have formed a group mind and taken off on their own? Is that right? Uh, where are they now? On Teddy Bear Island, huh? All right, listen, this what you do. You send in your slimy. That's right. Slimy, yeah. Use the heaviest, highest, techiest weaponry you have. Set up a barrage. Make it utterly unbearable. Show no mercy. In short, you know, bury them.
4: Meanwhile, it was night on Teddy Bear Island, and all the little teddy bears were fast asleep.
5: How can I get any sleep with 200 teddy bears sawing wood on my bed? Oh dear, I might as well take a midnight dip in the moonlit surf. slimy looking things slithering around in the shadows. If I didn't know better, I'd say they were sneaky assassins. Maybe they're snippy ninjas. Maybe they've come to exterminate those abominable little bears. yoo hoo Ninjas! Up there on my bed. That's where all the bad little bears are. One good bozo, but I'm gonna do it. Eh! Who pinched me? Yeah, good. Oh, you're not a ninja! Assassin certainly could use a good bath. You smell just like slimies. Slime's? Slime, is. slime, is. slime is.
4: <laughs> Apparently the teddy bears had put away their saws, snuck downstairs, scampered out across the island, and were waiting in ambush. The Slimies were outnumbered, outmaneuvered, and outgunned. When it got down to battle strategy, they didn't have a chance against the teddy bear's fuzzy logic. When day broke, the battle was over. There were a few little teddies on crutches hobbling around, but it was the Slimies. They were the ones to bear the brunt of the battle. Yeah, there were parts of Slimies everywhere. The teddies had to hose down the entire island. Back at the ubiquitous Robo-Works, the nefarious Mr. Foo-Foo Man choo, choo was nefarious and furious. How did they know our slimies were coming? Were they tipped off? Oh
3: dear, me! Someone will pay. Pay dearly. Ah, oh, yes, 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 yes indeedy to or my name isn't Mr. Foo-Foo Manchu choo, choo. Uh, Oh, wait a minute. My name isn't Mr. Foo-Foo Manchu it's Mr. Foo-Foo. I curse the day I created those Terminator teddy bears. None of us are going to escape this without being pummeled with puns. Yes, 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 what? You found a teddy bear? Sitting on the executive sofa, in my office? That's my personal teddy bear, idiot. What? He's a spy. What? Repeat that. Bear in mind, they have a group mind. One bear knows, and they all know? All right, make him talk. He won't talk. He'll take some pliers, pull out his whiskers. He still won't talk, and pull off his little arms and legs. He won't feel a thing? Why not? He's a robot. Oh, well, torture him anyway. Ciao, baby.
2: It wasn't easy to find the island of Little Pinky, where Coonstar Bootsta, the president of the Awakening Archipelago, was being held captive. It was Angel Eyes, Tarou's android, who had somehow hacked the files of the ubiquitous roboworks and found the information. It was the somehow that bothered me. I don't trust Frankies, especially when they're spying on the same guys who created them in the first place. How do I know they're not feeding her info that's going to get me singed? But she is a product of the ISIS project, a supermodel that reprograms herself. Tarou's got his hands full with that one. The island wasn't more than a bare rock. It did resemble a finger sticking straight up out of the ocean, but it wasn't easy to figure out how I was gonna get set down on the tip of the finger without being obvious. So I landed on some other island, rented a boat, and came back after nightfall. The sheer walls of the finger made it impossible to climb, but a lucky shot, and I had a fish line fastened to the tip snapped on my palm lift, and reeled myself up. The rock wasn't real. You'd never know it unless you were stomping around on it. I flipped on my scanner and found the hatch. I slipped in. Inside were walkways, pipes, tubes, ducts, wiring. I got the impression that this fake finger could stick out of the water or submerge beneath the waves. When I heard that President Bootsda was being held captive on an island, I was hoping maybe she was in a grass hut or something, not inside a mechanical finger. Where was everyone? I scanned as I descended, searching for human life. Nothing. Down, down, still. What kind of statement is that? And then, bingo! A life form behind a steel door. The lot was easy. The life form was on a cot, under a blanket. It didn't move. I pulled back the blanket. I'll be... It was the Prez. Drugged, but alive. Hell, the place was vibrating. By the sounds of it, the finger was sinking back down beneath the ocean.
4: Kapoor and his band of merry Terminator Teddies had moved to another island. From there, they continued hijacking cargo ships, bringing in needed supplies to sustain the awakening archipelago. Meanwhile, back at the ubiquitous roboworks, Mr. Foo-Foo, man-man, ah-ah, uh-uh, choo-choo, the designer of the Terminator Teddies, had discovered a spy. His own personal teddy bear was relaying information to the rebel bears. Mr. Foo-Foo decided to follow the usual corporate decision. He gave orders to torture his teddy, to pull off his little arms and legs, but when Foo-Foo's henchmen, armed with saws, chisels, Pliers and pitchers entered the corporate chamber of horrors they discovered.
3: He's gone. He gnawed through his little leather straps and escaped. Ah, oh, rats. Take a memo. <clears throat> Regarding the terrorist teddy bear attacks. Ruby blasted the teddy bear's leader, the ruthless Papa Panda alias Palsy Walsy Panda. Unfortunately, because of their imprinting, the little teddies accepted the next person they saw as their Papa. Their new leader, disguised in a bear suit with a long tail, is the one we want. Whoever the rodent is in that suit, he's the one to exterminate. Delete him, and we've not only ended the teddy bear rebellion, but all the little teddies will be ours, 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 to do as we please. Spank their furry bottoms, pull out their whiskers, twist off their little heads.
6: This is Angel. This is Angel. We are... Android Sisters! Is there anything you believe? You believe so strongly you can't take criticism? No, there isn't. Don't kid me. What are all these sacred cows we see floating around you don't tell me you don't take them seriously seriously. don't kid me
5: don't
6: Don't kid me me. and what have your sacred cows cows done for you lately? lately Have they given any milk? Have they given any butter? What are they doing? Just floating in the air. Mooing? Do you feed your sacred cows? They certainly are. Big and fat. Look at the way they... waddle about. Look at the way they... Plop on things. Look at the way they... Fill up with gas. And float about. Look at the way they poop on you. But you don't see it. Do you? Don't don't kid me. Don't kid me. 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 Tell me, how many sacred cows cows do you see in this picture? Look closely.
0: How How many?
6: You don't see any, do you? you? Is it because they are hidden? Is it because they are invisible? Is it because you don't believe in sacred cows? cows? Don't kid me. me. Don't kid me. me. There's one. Did you see that? You didn't. Well. I'm afraid. There's nothing, nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing we can do for you. Don't
2: kid me I was down inside little pinky an artificial island shaped like a finger that stuck straight up out of the ocean I found president bootstar she was alive but not functioning i don't know what they gave her i was figuring out how to get her out of there when the hatch closed The fingers started to vibrate, and we sunk back down beneath the ocean. The fingers slowly toppled over on its side, pointed in whatever direction it wanted to go, and we started moving forward, running on automatic. We were alone, in this finger, headed God knows where.
1: Hello, Andor. Angel eyes. Golly gosh,
3: it's nice to see you.
1: Can you help me, Andor?
3: Is everything all right?
1: I'm thinking of leaving TJ.
5: Taru, Really? Oh, boy. Yeah.
1: Uh,
2: I mean, oh, boy, that's terrible.
1: I love TJ. You do? But... Yes? They think I'm a mole. A mole? A spy. For who? The RoboWorks.
2: Gee whiz, who'd think
1: that? Ruby and TJ. No. It's true. Ruby said... If I don't come back, take her to Andor. Maybe he can tell if the stuff she told us is the truth or planted in her. Oh. Was that an exact quote? Yes, it was. How'd you get it? I bugged Taru. Really? Mm Mm-hmm.
5: Does he know you bugged him?
1: Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Will you look at me?
2: I am looking at you, Angel Eyes.
1: Really look at me, Andor.
2: Angel, you were the most graceful, gorgeous, amply endowed artificial woman I've ever beheld.
1: I mean, will you look inside me? Uh, where? You know, the usual places. Uh,
5: what am I looking for?
1: To see if I have an implant that proves I'm a spy. Oh. Shall I unzip? Uh.
2: circuitry I've ever seen.
1: I know. But did you find anything? Just this. A tracking device? Yes. But no implants, nothing else? No angel eyes. Does that mean I'm not a
2: spy? I think so.
1: Thank you, Andor. You're so sweet.
2: Don't go back to Taru. Why not? Because, Because he can appreciate something as elegant and fine and artificial as you.
1: I know. But who can? I can TJ needs me. But, but me, me. And TJ titillates me. He, what does he do? He tickles me. He amuses you? That too. I, I can tickle you. I know, but don't try it. Goodbye, Andor. Ciao. Oh.
4: So, Angel... You knew Ruby and I were planning to put a beeper on
1: you. How did you know? Because I bugged you. Yes, you
4: do bug me at times, but that's because no matter how perfect they've made you, I know there's gotta be a flaw somewhere. I may not see it today, I may not see it tomorrow, but I'll see it someday, and when I do, I'll know that I've lived with it for so long that i What do you mean you bugged me?
1: I was jealous of you and Ruby.
4: Ruby? You were jealous of... You were actually jealous of me and Ruby? Yes. Is it possible for an android, even a refined, superb model, like yourself, to be jealous? Yes. You mean, like fearful or wary of being supplanted? Yes. Apprehensive of loss of position or affection? Yes. Resentful or bitter in rivalry? Yes. Possessively watchful and vigilant? Yes. Well, doggone it. You've read the dictionary. You're okay, Angel.
1: Am I? Yeah.
4: But Angel... Yes. Don't bug me again, okay? Say okay again. Okay. I love the way you say okay. <laughs> I was told of an island of toes. Big toes, little toes, middle toes. Seems the inhabitants were recreating what they called the toes of zoots. I flew out to Toe Island to interview the architect, Professor Toto the Toe. Tell me, Professor, what is the purpose of your toe? What is the purpose of any toe but to puff up? Puff up? Are you saying your toes inflate? Yes, my toes are fully nomadic. So you're saying people travel about in your toes? Why have a toe, unless you want to go? So, Professor, as the architect of these puffed-up toes, may I ask, did the design come to you in a dream? Ah, Yes. Was it handed to you by someone who claimed to be the Wizard of Zoots? How did you know? These things happen. Now I see over there that you've built a big toe. Oh, no. That is a little toe. A little toe? Then how big is a big toe? Very big indeed. Are we talking about a ten-ton toe that fills the horizon? No, no, too big. Then are we talking about a toe big enough to house, say, a dozen families? A tenement toe? A toe tenement, yes. I prefer lots of little toes. How many is lots? Oh, ten thousand. Oh, good God. Grief man, why 10,000 toes? Because we are recreating the 10,000 toes of zoo. And where, pray tell, are you going to put all your toes? All over, everywhere. The entire planet? Yes. Why? Because I have a vision of a society that is free, noble, and mobile. Most- And they'll travel about in your inflatable puffy toes? But of course, some may prefer a more permanent habitat, and for them, there will be Big Toe City. Uh Uh-oh. So tell me, Professor Le do your toes talk? Who wants to live in a talking toe? Not me, certainly. What would a toe say? Well, being at ground level, a toe may not have the long view of, say, the nose, but there's something solid, grounded about a toe. I'm certain they'd speak some earthy, pithy toe wisdom. But what would they? Yes, sir. Probably puns. Puns? Oh, you mean something like... No, puns. no, no. Don't. We, we've gotten this far sans puns. All right, fair enough. Now, have you noticed that this toe over here rotates? Rotating toe. A different view every day. as the toe turns. This is only, of course, a prototype. I I smell a pun, I see. So, what do you plan to do with your prototype? Make it big, for the future is in the toe. Mm, Yes, well, totem. Well, thank you, Professor. Uh, Toto the toe. That's it? You mean only one pun in Toto? Yes, and so I hastily bade goodbye to the good professor. Uh, Cheerio! Cheerio!
6: Toto!
4: Toto! Now, in the silence of the descending dust, the slowly turning big toe was silhouetted against the dying light. Then, one by one, lights came on in the little oval toe windows, and I felt at peace for the first time, in a long toe. I mean, time.
2: President Bootsta and I were stuck inside a sub that was shaped like a giant mechanical finger. We were pointed somewhere, chugging along above the ocean floor, headed who knows where. I tried to wake her, but no luck. They'd given her something. She wasn't coming out of it. President Bootstah had been replaced by a replica, an android who was now duping everyone into believing she was the Prez. I know, I know. It's the oldest science fiction trick in the book, but life is rarely original, what can I say? I couldn't figure out why they allowed her to live, whoever they were. And what were they up to? And where was this finger pointed? I don't know how much time passed, but finally the fingers started to ascend. It slowed and eventually stopped. I found a good place to hide. The hatch opened. I heard voices. (laughs) Ugh, slimies! They passed by, gave me a chance to peek out the hatch. We were in an underground cavern. There was a lot of activity going on. By the looks of things, the finger had just pointed us into a den of slimies. The ones who had stepped inside didn't notice I'd blasted the lock off the Prez's cell. That was odd. Slimies aren't stupid. Huh. They returned, carrying the Prez. The person in charge wasn't one of them. He was very clinical. A technician? Uh, shrink, a doctor? Uh. Then I realized why they kept her alive. They were going to transfer her memories into the replica. After that, they'd dispose of her. When they were gone, I slipped out the hatch. It was a giant underground lab. Who was providing all this high-tech stuff? Who was bankrolling this operation? And then it hit me. Ah!
5: If you are interested in cassettes or CDs of Ruby 5... Call 1-800-662-3345. That's 1-800-662-3345. Or check us out at www.zbs.org. This is
6: another
5: ZBS
6: production.
0: And that was the fifth installment of Ruby 5 by Tom Lopez's ZBS Foundation. Uh, one more episode of that coming up Wrap how do we wrap up this crazy thing. We'll find out next week um, if you want more news on ZBS. They've got a great newsletter, uh, great podcasts, and 100s at least 100 hours of programming up at zbs.org. Um, In the meantime, we ourselves have over 200 hours of original audio drama programming at radiodramarevival.com. Deep access into our archives of content and uh, mega archive page says all of our content dumped onto one page. Uh, We are really quite aggressively looking at ways to make it easier to explore all the content that we have on the site as well as uh, more work by the artists who are on the site. If you uh, listen to this late in the show on radio drama revival you 're one of the listeners who we want to have give us feedback on what we do as we try to make uh, radio drama revival uh, more than just a podcast but more of a, a listening experience and a, a place uh, to be the center of your radio drama ecosystem. Uh, I would love to hear from you at fred at radiodramarevival.com. dot com If you subscribe to this is the free weekly email message. Um, I will be sending an email personally, but if you are not one of those people, if you are on iTunes or an RSS reader and you're getting the show and you listen to this much of it and you uh, do care about what shows we feature next and um, how we can make it easier for you as a listener to experience great audio drama and discover new stuff whether you are a new listener or... Um, a long-time lover of radio drama, we'd love to hear from you. Drop me an email personally, fred at radiodramarevival.com. And of course, we'd love it. You can follow us on Twitter, at Radiodrama. Search Facebook, we get a page, Radiodrama Revival on iTunes, we're Radiodrama Revival, as well as Stitcher. Under Stitcher Radio, we're under Entertainment. Under Entertainment, you have Radio Drama, and right now we're coming up at the top. Um, Subscribe, favorite, review, share with your friend, whatever uh, it takes. If you're into this audio drama thing, please help keep pushing it forward because that's... Uh, that's why we're, we're in it for year five here, continuing it because of listeners like you. So thanks. That is a wrap for this week. Radio Drama Revival is produced by yours truly, Fred Greenhalge. Copyright of individual shows remains that are original producers, but do please share this show as far and widely as you'd like. Radio Drama Revival originates in on-air radio at WMPG-FM, Southern Maine's community radio. Is podcast at radiodramarevival.com is a labor of love. Till next time, keep your mind and your ears open. Thanks for tuning in and have a great week.